0: Hi everyone uh, welcome to uh, another episode of struggle session uh i'm jack Allison i'm Jonathan daniel brown i'm Leslie Lee the third um, and today is a special uh pa- patrons only episode uh, this is the first of our uh, uh reading club episodes where yes we're all going to uh you know we we, did, we announced this in the discord uh we're all going to be uh, reading some books together uh, um, but because um None of us have the attention span to do it uh, in the adult way. Uh, we're only going to do manga and comics. It seems uh, yeah.
1: fair. I mean, we're not going to ever ask anybody to read, like, The Conquest of Bread. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can read that on your own. The, yeah. the China Miaville, like, uh, October Revolution book is, like, super poppy and fun, and it still took me, like, nine months to finally get through it. Uh, so comics might be more our speed uh, on this show because I'm stupid. Yes. Yeah, we
2: don't want to give you like uh, homework. Um, you ha- already have enough as a leftist. You have to, you have to post. Um, yep. You have to game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to do the uh, readings of you know your your theory readings. So um, that right. we, so that when you're posting, you're yelling at the right people about yeah. you know minutia about leftist theory and whatever. Right,
0: and my theory readings, of course, we're talking about Noah Berlatsky articles. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah
1: as you many have read- medium paces as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you got to keep up with all that, and we don't want to detract from any of that by Absolutely giving not. you heavy tomes to read. So we're just going to do— But, but with that
0: said, you are required, uh, as a Struggle <laughs> Session listener, to, to do these readings. Yes. Uh, we don't want to burden you, but also—this is not a request, it's a requirement. If you yes. don't read the comic by the time the episode airs, we get
1: to make fun of you in the chat room. That's mm-hmm. how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're not in the chat room,
0: you're missing out because we have a pretty cool community that we're building. I yeah, the chat room's a lot of fun actually. Uh, uh, it's actually it's now getting to the point the Discord we should say. Uh, yes, uh, the Discord is now getting to the point where like I actually like I I think that I used to be one of the most prolific posters on there, and now it's starting to be difficult to keep up with. And I think that that's really cool. Um, there's some really interesting folks on there. Um, uh, we finally had a few uh, major arguments, which was nice. Uh, yeah, but some like flame wars happened, but no we're not moderation. Not, yeah, so. we're not doing moderation. We're not uh, cops. You can get in an argument with Leslie, and he can vehemently disagree with you, but we're not going to kick you. Uh, uh, and, but we're going to kick ourselves. Not. Yeah, we're but but. Ultimately, something's going to happen. Then we're going to have to do moderation, and we'll kick ourselves. But I'm anti-moderation for the time being. Um, for the, the time t- being, it's it's uh, it's very laid back. Yeah. And it will continue to stay that way because
1: uh, our subscribers are cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Feel free to have you know a six-hour-long argument with Leslie about Catholicism, uh, <laughs> and then we can get right back to talking about Gurren Lagann. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> it's perfectly fine. No moderation. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Shouts to Dactile.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. He <laughs> loves Dactile. <laughs> so this is uh, – this
1: is a fun week because um, we are going back in time uh, before Disney. Yeah. Before actually even uh, Joe Quesada and Bill Jemus. I thought this was a Bill Jemus era comic, but this was actually the Bob Harris era. Oh, wow. Um, This is the late 90s, baby. We're going back to a time where a weird African cat king uh-huh. who meant nothing was transformed by one renegade writer into a into the badass he is today. We're talking about Christopher Priest's Black Panther run.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'd never read this before. I think it was really awesome. Um, Oh, it's great. And it is so funny. Like, you you setting in that historical context, it's so funny to think about what Marvel was in the late 90s. Like, this was around when Marvel had, like, actually gone bankrupt, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, so basically the 90s were a brutal time for Marvel because they were— Driving themselves out of business, blowing their licensing left and right, and making really shitty comics. I don't know if you remember the Clone Saga or any of the insanity going on with the X Men at the time. It was all a lot of alternate universe jumping without yeah. any sense of cohesion. There um, was, I mean, I mean,
0: Age of Apocalypse was cool, but Onslaught was not. Yeah, uh, uh, Clone Saga. Clone I Saga have a place was in always my heart bad. for Clone
1: Saga. No, it's, it's bad. You can't. Clone Saga is, is irredeemable. Uh I know everyone loves maximum carnage and that came out of the Clone Saga. It doesn't matter. None of it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man's just had a real rough run in the past 20 years or so. But anyway, Marvel was bankrupt. Things were going bad and around the end of this EIC's reign, you had uh you had a a push for more creative and weird choices. I mean, some of that worked out for the better. Some of that worked out for the worse. Don't yes. read Kurt Busiek's so, Avengers run. It's so brutal. This is,
2: so Black Panther. So I actually picked this one because it's been a, a favorite of mine for a while. And I remember when it first came out, like, Wizard would talk about how great it was all the time. And I just didn't get it. I mean, because as a black comic book fan, like, Black Panther was always, like, one of the, like, lamest, like, superheroes there was. Like, there was nothing cool or interesting about him so I couldn't believe that there was actually a good Black Panther comic coming out because Mar- at this time Marvel couldn't even make a good Blade comic right <laughs> like, he, all, like all the Blade comics were bad too and he's actually good character so I couldn't <laughs> imagine that Black Panther comic was good but this was st- uh, the start of uh, Marvel Knights which was their kind of weird push to uh, it wasn't quite created just to have like a different line of more like, I guess more s- street level type yes. superheroes, right. more subversive type superheroes I think it was Black Panther and who else Punisher he I mean, had
1: Punisher, you had Daredevil. Um, you, uh, what else did you have in the Marvel Knights run? I think you had Ghost Rider. It was basically all of the characters that were a little. This was their PG fifteen line because right. there was
0: Max, which
1: was like the straight up R rated. Right, version. and I don't think that started. Okay. I think Marvel Knights was first. Okay, correct. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, uh, I Knights believe Marvel was Knights was first, and then. That is where uh Garth Ennis began his Punisher run right. on Marvel Knights before uh moving on to Max. But Marvel Knights was Marvel Comics realizing that like uh a lot of the people reading these comics aren't kids anymore. Yeah. And we need to start In fact, none of them. Yeah, are. none of them are children. <laughs> uh, none of our readers are children, so maybe we should stop pretending and uh make some superhero comics for adults. And uh I mean, I I uh the Marvel Knights line, I think, uh, I think it's kind of a shame that the, it's been uh, basically shoved away now. It, I mean, it's not
0: something that can really exist in Whoa. this Disney world. Yeah, I mean, like, so what kind of happened with Marvel? And I'm I, I'm not as like deeply into Marvel. I'm more of a DC guys uh, guy. As all uh, good people are. Sh- <laughs> Leslie, do you want to do you want to you make your announcement at any point, or should we we wait to do that? We can do that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I think it's interesting what happened with Marvel Knights because it's like Marvel Knights uh, and Max and Ultimates kind of pushed the company in this more adult direction. Uh and then they just sort of like, you know, uh, uh brought that back into the mainline six sixteen Marvel. They like you well, know Well, they went to the Ultimate universe first. Yeah. The Ultimates by Miller
1: had a lot of uh Marvel Knights sort of aesthetics and uh and kind of like the the widescreen comics that yeah. began in, uh I mean, it was a lot of like British writers, but but it was also a lot of just people who wanted to see something kind of yeah. different. So you had the widescreen comics and the British invasion in the late '90s and early 2000s, and a lot of that uh, that aesthetic was was noted for Marvel Knights. Right. And well, al- actually, before Axel Alonzo was the editor in chief of Marvel, and frankly, not doing that great of a job, I believe he was the uh, Max and Marvel Knights editor, and was good at it. Yes. So I, I actually I made a mistake when I said that uh, Marvel Knights was started by uh by Alonzo. It was actually Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti. Yeah.
0: This is a good time for retractions yes. because uh my microphone was just fucked up everybody. Sorry to pull back the curtain.
1: Yes, that was my mistake. That's why all the notes you see from J&J in the comics. It's uh it's Joe right. and, it's Joe and Jimmy. Joe and Jimmy. We're just so- two guys from New York. <laughs>
2: Who are now millionaires off of comic mm. books now, so I guess it Yeah, was, and where's Christopher Priest? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that later, but yeah, so it was like, uh, this push by Joe and Jimmy, it was kind of like giving them their own little corner of the Marvel universe, starting with Black Pan- Panther, the Punisher, De- Devil, and the Inhuman. So I guess since all of these uh comics now um, have bad TV shows or bad movies, um, it was a success, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would call it a. I would call it a success. I mean, like, you know, uh, Joe Casada, uh, for better or worse, like, kind of saved Marvel and made what made it what it is today. Uh, right. I mean, all of these guys who, I mean, frankly,
1: I think the problem is they're old now. Guys like yeah. Quesada and Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Axel Alonso. Like, I think a lot of these guys actually genuinely had really fresh and interesting ideas at the time, especially because, I mean, Marvel wasn't just bankrupt because the comics were bad. It's also because people just didn't care about their properties anymore. Like, they had no... I mean, there's a reason that uh, a lot of kids who grew up during the 90s, like... They have, like, fond memories about Spider-Man cartoons. But to me, like all my friends, they were way more into the DC cartoons. the The, Justice well, they, the, were cartoons, the so- they, they were, were better. They were better. The Paul Dini cartoons were better.
0: But the comics were also suffering in the 90s. Like, these were not... Well, <laughs> it's such a funny thing because it's like, you want to give credit to Joe Quesada... For, you know, revitalizing Marvel, but also, like, in the world of, like, when Onslaught was coming out, like, is it the most, like, brilliant thing to just be like, hey, these comics, like, should be less sucky, (laughs) but we should make ones for adults.
2: Yeah, like, that, that was the point of Marvel Knights, uh, was more more standalone stories, yeah. less crossovers. You didn't have to buy, you know, f- four different books a month to get one uh, crappy story. You can just buy one book a month and get one um, pretty decent story.
1: Yeah, and, like, and, and the art style of Marvel Knights, the aesthetics were much grittier, much more uh, action movie, real life, true crime based. As opposed to, look, this was the time when like Rob Liefeld was making Captain America look like ten dudes. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> this is, these these muscles were not right. Rob, he was drawing a uh, uh, Captain America like how you ever see those like genetically modified cows that they like have like gigantic breasts that they used to uh, slaughter for yeah, meat. Yeah,
1: I don't understand. Like those nipples were so <laughs> sharp.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, and then then there were so many pouches too. There's like- been a lot of talk about Rob Liefeld over the years, uh, and all of it deserved. Um, <laughs> but let's let's talk about let's finally talk about Black Panther here because I I really I had never read this before and I really did love it. Um, and one thing I I really liked about this Black Panther run, and I think that maybe this could only uh, uh, have happened at this specific time in Marvel history. But I liked that it was like adult set with real world themes, but that also it didn't mind to be comic booky yes you know what i mean like i don't know if i'm gonna pronounce it right like achieve a chebe a uh, uh, chebe a chebe yeah i like that our villain like not only you know represents like this evil that is you know a uh, uh, corporate evil sort of like trying to exploit the lands of wakanda but then he also puts them in like a gigantic claw machine and, like <laughs> makes the like i like that shit i think and i think that like you know before, like, right at this time when, like, Marvel Knights was fomenting before Ultimates and everything like that, there was this, like, this comic represents, like, a moment when comics kind of were still silly and stupid and for kids, but also were sort of injecting these, like, new, more adult ideas.
1: Well, and that's what Marvel Knights did really well. It really, uh, it really managed to blend the macabre and the silly in a way that, like, the Max line sort of got rid of. Uh, if you read is Punisher Max too. It it has like the same thing. It like yeah. it feels like it's a comic for like older. It feels like it's for adults that feel like they're older teenagers. <laughs> it feels like yeah, these are like they're for adults that are still mentally children. And so, uh, what, Achebe is I think one of the coolest villains. Yeah, I mean, and that was all Priest's creation. Christopher Priest is the as uh, the uh, writer, writer who who uh, totally revamped Black Panther and and. Like top to bottom, took this character nobody cared about. But not <laughs> only did Priest recreate uh, Takala's sort of sense of purpose, and, and, but also his his motivations for you know even being an Avenger at all. Yeah, and he and, points and, and out his,
2: like Priest uh, correctly observes that black panther is not a superhero it doesn't it didn't really make sense that he was running around with the avengers all this time when he's yeah. supposed to be the monarch of this uh small african nation who uh, successfully resisted colonialism like why would you run around with a bunch of american imperialist superheroes if that's who who you are and what you represent so he kind of does a retcon on it and basically says the only reason he did it was to spy on the, the avengers see how what a threat they were and uh, uh, assess the a threat assessment of them uh, and captain america really gets his feelings hurt by this it's super funny in the comic yeah.
1: i mean takala is not a, a nice man in the christopher priest run he's a scary violent dude but he is like yeah he's a monarch who cares about his people he's explicitly against imperialism and he's got to deal with a, a rebellion back at home uh it is not only that, but he's got you know murders to solve and demons to hunt. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's I, tough being
0: the king. And I think this this comic did a really good job with who's that guy? His like helper guy, the uh, Everett oh so K. Everett K. Ross. Ross, Everett K. Ross. Ooh, uh, uh, ooh. The Everett K. Ross character works really well in this comic. I think. Uh, so
2: uh, if you haven't done your homework, um, so this for comic, shame, for shame. But first, the main character of this Black Panther comic is not actually Black Panther the main character is everett k ross who's this dipshit government bureaucrat who gets assigned to help to be like an attache to black panther and yeah, he's, he's the state like, department like he's the most useless white man imaginable he's basically a character <laughs> of friends but even more like casually racist
1: um, yes. well and that was actually intentional uh priest said that he he uh, he uh he modeled uh, yeah. Ross
0: after Chandler. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he modeled, he modeled him after like Chandler meets what was it? What was Alex it? P. Keaton from Family Ties. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Everett K. Ross character works really well, um, and and I think that that kind of speaks to what you got, uh, uh, what you were saying about the Black Panther character. Kind of uh, uh, allowing him to be a monarch. I think that like this character, at least in the way that uh, Christopher Priest sort of like reinvented him, becomes kind of a difficult character to make the main character. Like this sort of sense of like, you know, uh, uh, of... Distance and aloofness and stuff, uh, uh, which is good, I actually, I think, uh, uh, kind of wouldn't be possible if you were making Black Panther the POV character. Like, yeah, yeah, if it, because, yeah. like,
2: if you, if you made the Black Panther comic and he was the guy, like, the only com- comic I can imagine is him basically... You know, killing all the superheroes and taking over the world because he's perfectly capable of that. And aside from you know sweat, uh, swatting off his internal enemies, what else would he do? Like he's uh, smarter than all the other heroes. He has this superior technology, this strength. He's thinks you know 20 steps ahead of everybody like you couldn't really have a comic about him being like a wolverine comic about him you know just walking around helping uh people right. in distress like it it just doesn't work and doesn't make sense that's not who he is
0: i think it also does help to like using the evercare ross character it helps to elevate black panther in a way that makes you like it it kind of makes you feel like this man is a monarch, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh it's, a, it's a, I, I think it worked really well. It was very effective, and also the Everett Ross character is funny. Like, let's He's talk really let's, funny we, for a second here. We should say that like this Black Panther comic book like is ostensibly a comedy. It's like a comedy book
2: yes it's very it's very very funny like which is kind of surprising it's so real real written but it's uh, it's it's funny in the way that like those Quentin Tarantino movies are funny mm-hmm. like uh, and it's quite deliberate so it bo- borrows a lot from Tarantino in style and kind of adapts it to comic book because av- Kay Ross is a narrator, but he tells the stories always completely out of the sequence, just because he's a dumbass. And so, <laughs> and so, there's tons and tons of humor in this, even though it deals is dealing with you know some kind of weighty issues that most comics will touch, like the prison industrial complex or um, corporate takeovers, international mm-hmm. corporate takeovers of foreign countries, especially third world countries. You know, well, and that's and why. Uh... And, yeah.
1: You know, in 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 a nod to colonialism, we were talking about a Chebe a minute ago. A is named after Chinua Achebe, who wrote "Things Fall Apart." I don't know if you uh, if you guys have read that, but it's a mm. it's a great novel. Oh, he novel. was a Google
2: Do- Doodle. Um, a couple oh, of that's
1: days. right, he was a Google Doodle a couple of days ago. I read Wow, what it. an honor!
2: <laughs> yeah, what an honor.
0: That's like a, you're like an award winning. That, literary legend. That, that's gonna be like the new Pulitzer Prize they
1: put on <laughs> the cover of books. I think more people know who people from Google Doodles are than are than from Pulitzers. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Chinua Achebe wrote "Things Fall Apart," which was explicitly about a man who loses his mind as colonialism takes over his wow. his uh, his village. He like lives in a in a part of Africa, and he's dealing with like his you know his son shaming him and like. Cultural changes in the village, and then the introduction of white men and colonialism. Uh, spoiler alert: it ends. It ends with the main guy hanging himself.
0: Oh uh, man, I thought he was going to like learn that colonialism is good. No, it's oh. <laughs> very, very depressing read. But, uh, oh, okay. but um, it's I'm also, just joking. I didn't think he was going to learn.
1: <laughs> but also, like, it's, it's, it's not it's good, a, folks. You know, turn of the century. Turn of the century, crazy shit happened. You know, like. You, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be living one life and then having a bunch of people just step in and say, Here are the new rules. What you've been doing is savage. Yeah. And uh I think it's uh I don't I assume that priest named uh, Achebe after Chino Achebe is an homage to that book.
2: Let's talk about the art, right? So the first yes. few yes. issues there um there, the layouts I I didn't know this beforehand, but the layouts were actually by Joe uh Coseda. And mm-hmm. he he was and and then um, Mark uh uh, Texiera, yes, finished them off.
1: By the way, does an incredible run on Moon Knight in the late 2000s. Awesome artist.
2: Oh, everything he does is great. He's probably what my first like favorite artist. I remember him like as a like six or seven, reading his stuff for Wolverine and being like blown away. And so like the art, the one knock on this book is that they change artists a bit too much, right, Mm. Uh, through the run. But the the art on like the first. Like, 12 issues, it starts out as Texiera, yeah. and then they switch to another guy who's uh, equally as good. He has a little bit more of a car- uh, cartoonish, blocky style. Yeah, they it switched to, like, the work.
0: Bruce Timm
1: style about uh, eight issues. And, in and or he so. complained about cool. that. priest. Yeah, but Priest did complain about that in interviews, going through uh, the editorial process. Right. He said it was very difficult in writing. I, right I
0: think I saw that. that same interview, and I, I was actually thinking, I was like, I actually think that maybe this is an example of, like, Like, that thing I was talking about earlier about, like, it kind of splitting the difference between, like, a very serious comic and, like, cartoony, silly, fun stuff. Like, I actually wonder if that editorial interference helped in some way to make it have the kind of odd tone that I was responding to. That's possible. I mean,
1: Priest... What he did, I mean, because with Wakanda, nobody really knew anything about Wakanda. Right. I mean, it was just like, this is Wakanda. It is, like, magical place. Right. Like, Takala is the king, but... Uh, Priest got into the tribal politics, the idea of like the country people and the city folk <laughs> hating each other, the the refugee crisis from all the other African nations. Oh, which got, is, which
2: was real as fuck, like having yeah, like like still is like him ha- like the fact is refugees are coming to Wakanda because Wakanda has money and resources and like the Wakandans don't they're not these magical Negroes who love everybody they're like no we don't want these refugees here and the refugees aren't just these you know helpless poor people like they're led they're led by Achebe into like t- basically taking over uh, right. Wakanda and it's kind of is re- really one of the darker things in the comic like you have this real refugee cr- war, this war going on and
1: like Uh, Priest Sakala is very, 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 very concerned with his own image and power. He's a violent guy. He doesn't mind torturing people. (laughs) He doesn't mind, uh, scaring the shit out of, uh, people. He uses diplomatic... Well, Ross uses diplomatic immunity to bail him out of all kinds of bullshit. And then, uh, he, 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 he mainly... Cares about the welfare of his citizenry, which I guess makes him a good leader. Except for the fact that he's constantly in New York, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not and not Wakanda. But uh, you know, one of the one of the more powerful moments at the beginning of the run, uh, I thought, was where Wakanda confronts the crook who ran uh, a children's charity with his money, and she was uh, she ends up in the hospital and and uh he he doesn't hesitate to torture this old lady <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he doesn't hesitate like he's just like he's clearly like he is a man like he's a single minded mission oriented dude and uh you know i think a lot of leaders and and i mean kings in general like they they tend to not you know, it, it, these are not actually, like, positive character traits. Yeah. Like, they, it, it it is interesting to see uh, someone who's sort of been portrayed as kind of like, a, yeah, I mean, a, a magical Negro-type character. All of a sudden, like, oh, holy shit, like, this guy has layers. This guy has depth. Yeah. And he's not only
0: good. Yeah, that's what I like about it is that, like, in peeling back these layers, like, what Priest did, which is cool, is that, like, he really explored the idea of, like, what would you know this actual king be, and what are like, and how is that not all good? Like, how are kings bad, actually, yeah.
2: too? Yeah, and 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 I, I just want to touch on uh something too. Like, so Black Panther is always presented as this black character, meaning black American, African American type character that we have, oh, yeah. Of. But this comic completely like does away with that. Very like, af- like yeah. from yeah. the start, like th- he is not a Black American. He is a African. Ma- he is a Wakandan who's from yes. a different continent, a different place. He doesn't even understand like there's a there's not even there's like he doesn't even understand like why Black people in America look up to him so, so much. He doesn't even have he doesn't even get it. Like it has to be explained to them. Yeah, because he's like because he, he's in New York and all these people want to see him because like he's supposed to be their superhero but he's like why are these people here they should go yeah. home i am a king of wakanda and like no and it has to be explained to him like you're the guy who runs around who is with the avengers you're their guy so of course they look up to you and he doesn't really understand it and 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 then there's some people in the crowd who are like hey wait a minute why does he spend all this time running around with the avengers why isn't yeah. he in harlem all the time helping this out I also Which I feel it's, like is a reckoning that's going to happen with the real uh, Black Panther movie. Uh, finally <laughs> so I think people are going to. Because people are all, so excited. Oh, it's going to be so black. It's going to be so lit. Like, it's going to be a Disney movie, folks. I think Well, that it could, is
1: going to be a Disney. I mean, uh, Martin Freeman is playing Everett K. Ross, and I already know, like, they're going to. They're going to take a lot of his, like, casual liberal racism and turn it into, like, punchlines. Sort of, like, you know, there'll be a fist-bump joke, maybe. Like, just like in Justice League, there'll maybe be, like, some kind of, like, you know, I'm i I'm a, how could I know your experience moment? But, like,
0: right. it's... All, yeah, <laughs> uh, like, uh, one of these things of, like, uh, all right, my homie, like, yeah. okay, we, we not doing that? We're not doing that? Okay, noted. <laughs> yeah, gonna it's gonna be awkward and lame. And, like, the
1: thing is, is that... Priest got that out of the way with Ross at the beginning. I mean, he intentionally wanted Everett K. Ross to be this character who was, he He said borderline racist. I think, like, today it is, like, obviously racist, but maybe in 1998 or
2: something. It, it, like, he makes was, jokes about, like, how uh, Luke Cage got his powers by uh, falling into a vat of cream of wheat or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> he's constantly listening to Jungle Boogie in the car. <laughs> like, he's just it's it's a it's a really good satire and yeah. and 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 with and regarding like the african-american african differences I, priest pushed buttons there too in a way that i actually i haven't seen in in uh, in other black superhero comics like he makes it clear that like that african-americans and african monarchs are uh very different
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like and, and, and it's such a important thing because of course uh, black panther was invaded by like it wasn't invented by a black guy. It was invented by a white yeah, guy, Stanley, and was it Kirby or was I think it was Kirby. Um, you know, so Stanley and Kirby invented, invented Black Panther. Two and, Jews, yeah, and they're not—they're not you know black guys. This is a fantasy of like uh, you know African king because you know you couldn't. I I I don't want to you know call Kirby and Stanley racist. I feel like at the time like it. For them to create a noble black character, they basically had to invent a- c- entirely different country uh fictional country oh, in man. order to do it like in order to <laughs> say that there's a noble black person well, who he has they to create be from a, a d- mystical d- land d-
0: there is a like and again i don't want to call i don't want to call Jack Kirby racist I'll call stanley racist I don't <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, um I don't call Jack Kirby racist, but there is a weird racism to the ve- to even the very idea of like you know how like. Everything in Africa is terrible. Like, well, what if there was an amazing place in Africa? You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's a weirdness just to like just to even that like occurring to anyone as a science fiction concept uh, has racist undertones, but only from Stanley, not Jack Kirby. Yeah. He actually did create the Panther before he created the
1: Falcon, so I, would, you know, point was moot. It actually is kind of weird that the first, yeah, the first major black superhero was an African king in the Fantastic Four.
2: Right. Oh, as yeah. opposed to so you couldn't even, I guess, you couldn't even create a black superhero at all without. Uh, no, you had
1: to, you had to sneak them into another comic first, and then you had to give them their introduction. I mean,
0: so, so obviously, I mean, I, I guess I'm like. Black Panther was based on the the Black Panther Panther movement, right? Or like at least was named after that. Is that is that? Correct?
2: I would I would assume, I would so. assume so, right? I, but it's one of those funny things. Like you can hear about the Black Panther superhero and the Black Panther movement your entire life without realizing that they they're both referencing the same thing. Like they have the same name. The Black Panther superhero debuted in July of 1966 the Black Panther uh, movement was founded in October 1966. Whoa. So what came first? Uh, Whoa.
0: That's So incense. was the movement
2: named after the
0: comic book character? I, see,
2: I mean, they're, they're, they're only months apart, so it's possible that like, neither had anything to do with the other. That's-
0: I think that all these Black Panthers were probably just Marvel fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, so wait, it, I I don't want to minimize the movement or anything, but if they were based on the comic book, are, is
2: the Black Panther movement just the first incident of cosplay?ing <laughs> <laughs> You know th- that's actually not like a belittling point. Like uh, this is actually kind of an important po- point for leftism and left mu- movement. This was pointed out to me by um. Brace and Ellis, he said, you know, one of the things about the Black Panthers was they got the aesthetics right. Like, yeah, they mm-hmm. looked cool, they looked badass, and that helped with their yeah. promotion and the politics. When and he, uh not that I don't necessarily agree with this criticism, but I think it's a criticism probably a lot of people have when you look at maybe Black Lives Matter or Occupy Wall Street or even Antifa. Like, there's no unified aesthetic. That yeah. really ties it all together and makes people make some, you know, 12 year old, a political kid look at them and think, huh, they're kind of cool. But the Black Panthers like had that, like they had that down pat. So if for uh, us, future uh, leftist movements. um Let's make sure we get uh, we get our gear right. You know we can't be out in the streets looking yeah. black. We got got our shit together. And you're
0: not going to get profiled on Mother Jones unless I mean, you yeah. got a dapper Jeez. look. There's <laughs> no way to get any coverage you in uh, leftist publications. Right. You just start wearing Hugo Boss. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so so
1: priest priest basically was not never a fan of the Black Panther. He didn't like the character. He said, I was introducing a paradigm shifted the way the Panther was to be portrayed. And someone had to give voice to the expectation of a dull and colorless character who was always getting his butt kicked or who was overshadowed by Thor and Iron Man suddenly knocking out Mephisto with one punch. So Ross wasn't just his way to sort of give... Uh, a white American lens to the Black Panther, although it was a major part of it. He said, "I don't think Ross was racist at all," which I think he's probably just covering his own ass. saying that. <laughs> I just think that a stream of conscious narrative is a window into things I imagine many whites say or at least think when no blacks are around. Myths about black culture and behavior.
2: Oh, so that—that's uh, kind of a. Fa- I think that's kind of a fair point because I feel yeah. like if our stream of consciousness was written down on paper. Like anybody's, because um, it's narrated by him, but it's like him mentally going through it. It's not necessarily him right. saying it out loud to people. I'm sure there's some problematic things that pop up in your head, of
1: sure. And 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 it's the scatter shot, the scatter <laughs> shot. Not, you, not you, Jay. yeah, no, no, not me, not me. No problematics. Yeah, yeah. We I'm are pro- totally pure. Three problematic free individuals right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but basically, Ross Ross, yeah. As the narrator, as sort of the the white voice and as like the, the casual racist, although like I think today it would definitely be seen as like overtly racist, although
0: in nineteen ninety eight maybe. Well not it's so tough. Much. It's <laughs> tough because like it would be seen as overtly racist, but we also have so many more like extreme racists now right. that, like he, he he it's tough because yeah, Ross Everett would not be accepted by liberals or the left, but he also wouldn't be racist enough for yeah. what's going on over on the right. Ross today would be a man with with no nation, poor guy. Yeah, like Jeb. He'd have to, actually. You know what? I think I think Ross would pile around with Lena Dunham these
2: days. <laughs> well, speaking of politics, like Bill Clinton is in this comic. I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lots of Bill Clinton jokes. Yeah, lots of Bill Clinton in a bathrobe beating up a staffer from the Secretary of State.
2: Like he gets mad at him for being a Yankee and a know it all and he tries yeah. to basically murder him for annoying the shit for letting um T'Challa uh, off the leash uh that, his, that that got me looking up by the way because <clears throat> you know psh- presidents
0: in comics are like a very odd thing because for such a long time I mean it's interesting that this comic goes with Bill Clinton specifically but for such a long time it was just nondescript gray haired white man like yeah. a lot of times they would do like you don't even see him like from the front you would just see his like gray hair and white skin uh, and it is funny that like it was kind of just like well that's just the, the template for every president right. like it can be any of them if or, it's a man that's white with yeah, gray hair Or
1: you'd get like a Morgan Freeman thing yeah. like a, a oh, like,
0: generic black dude who like just again has right. no personality besides like wisdom it is funny though like i i was uh like this reading this comic and i was like it's weird like barack obama was president in the marvel 616 universe and so i started looking it up and i don't think trump is president in marvel just yet really? uh, there's been a couple like trump references like there was like a modoc trump and like some like references in dialogue but weirdly they're not doing the like Trump meets Spider-Man team-ups that they did between <laughs> Barack Obama and I Spider-Man. I why. <laughs> I really kind of wish that they would. I mean, I think that, like, they should just do, like, an eight-page backup where, like, Spider-Man—where, like, Trump is appearing on Jay Leno and Spider-Man <laughs> teams up with him to stop the Sandman or some shit. <laughs> anyway, that was just my little side thing about presidents in Marvel Comics.
1: No, but it is, it is interesting because, yeah, like, uh, this was— explicitly bill clinton and i yeah. don't think that's uh unintentional on priest's part yeah i think he knew what he was doing like bill clinton is a sleaze in this comic yeah yeah bill clinton that, it seems like sorry go ahead it's not
2: even just a sleaze like the reason he's mad specifically is because basically Tachala uh t'challa called out the military industrial complex for it trying for being a part of the uh, coup and wakanda and then bill clinton is like mad at him for calling it out publicly like that not, not a lot of democrats were uh there at that point uh ready to um you know call out the military industrial complex and to point out that you know bill clinton was complicit in it as any other president is
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, that I, I agree that I think that what I thought was really interesting about it was Bill Clinton's character was never mad about like you know people are getting hurt in New York. It was always like like you got to keep a fucking lid on this thing before people find out, um, which I thought was great. And I also thought it's like you know it was. I mean, I guess that there was more of this in the '90s just because Bill Clinton was like a like a. Like a kind of a, a, a scumbag president, uh, uh, but just the sort of portrayal of him in his bathrobe. You know, not it. It wasn't your typical president portrayal where it's like him sitting, you know, behind the resolute desk, like flanked by attendants. It was always like him in the bathrobe, <laughs> like uh, you, yeah, like you feel like. It's, like, I don't think he had them, but, like, it was very close to, like, having, like, mustard stains all over himself. Like, this is not, like, really, like, a respectful uh, um, portrayal of the president. And good, because fuck Bill Clinton. Yeah, so so
1: Priest himself is a really interesting guy. Uh, Christopher Priest uh, was—his name was Jim Owsley, and he was uh, an intern hired by Marvel Comics in the 70s, I believe— they made like a big deal about how he was one of like the first black people to join the the writing and editorial staff. I could be wrong, but uh, I believe that he was one of considered one of the first major mainstream uh, black comic book writers. And uh, he won't say why he changed his name, but supposedly at one point he said something like that if he gets a divorce he'll become a priest. And then he got a divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he also, what, was this like
0: a joke he was like trying to own his ex-wife
1: I don't know but he uh he not only did he change his name to Christopher Priest he had like a massive religious conversion he uh he actually has a website called PraiseNet where he writes essays about, like, Jesus and progressive Christianity. Like, he seems like actually one of those dudes Dactile would want to hang out with. <laughs> like yeah. he uh, like a left-wing Christian writer.
2: So what happened to him after—because Black Panther, he had a pretty long run on it. It was critically acclaimed, as I said, Wizard— Yeah, what, like, 60
1: Issues or yeah, something Wizard like that? Yeah, Wizard would
2: always talk about how it's one of the best comics going today. But the problem was that he— and he felt this actually before he signed on, he was shoehorned as a black quote right. unquote, writer, a writer for black characters who writes black books for black comic fans that everybody else is going to ignore. And he always hated that with a passion. And so when he uh, eventually left comments, uh, I think shortly after Black Panther, and he didn't write anything for like 10 years, he said he actually Says like every about every year and a half, uh, an editor from Marvel DC would call him up and say, "Hey, we got an idea for you." And his first question was, "Is it a black character?" and wow. inevitably the answer was yes and he would say uh basically pass on it um because Jeez. he was so pigeonholed as you know a black writer like th- this is a because there's not a lot of black writers in comic books at all and right mm. and they are almost always attached to black characters you know you have so many white writers w- writing about you know characters of all races but black writers get you know, not to say stuck, but stuck with the black characters, and that's a problem for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because once you get pigeonholed in that, because black characters are less popular because you right. know of racism, and you yeah. stick the black writer on this less popular character, he is just less based, sales. You know, yeah. less sales, and then that's his fault, and it's also black characters' fault. That's why black writers don't sell. That's why it's just an endless cycle that just feeds yeah. on itself, and but. Bef- Uh, Thankfully, um, he recently came back because DC offered him um, Deathstroke, and he's having a pretty good run on that, and it's been going since uh, Rebirth, and I would actually recommend if you like Black Panther, you should definitely pick up Priest uh, Deathstroke because it's just as fun, just as weird, and just as funny, and just as fresh a take on a character, but you know it just ha- happened to not be a black character but then in a sense he didn't write black panther as a black character he wrote him as a wakanda uh, not a black american character but a wakandan uh, monarch mm. uh, now he had a lot of black characters in it he introduced a, a black sidekick for him a black american sidekick for him a uh, lady uh divine justice and he and he brought back all like he had brought in like Luke Cage and, and Falcon and this and that, but he, he always want, he like, so he, it's not like he didn't want to not write black characters. He just didn't want to get pigeonholed so much.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense Like if, if someone had told me, hey, you only
0: get to write about Jews for the rest of your life yeah. I'd say, go fuck yourself
2: like, um, why would?
0: I just wanted to push back a little bit because you said that most of comics is is white writers writing characters, you know, of all different, you know, ethnicities And I think that that's not really fair It's, it's mostly white writers writing white characters and killing characters of different <laughs> ethnicities uh, uh, Killing them off forever Yeah Well, uh, what was well, that which is character actually, Kirkman there's... introduced in the Marvel
1: team-up that he killed? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> there's yeah, actually, <laughs> it's, uh,
2: there's actually a lot of characters that were introduced in this Black Panther run that haven't come back, like uh, Achebe. Uh, Achebe
0: not bad. Yeah, the Dora Milaje, I thought were very. Is that is that am I pronouncing His it correctly? Teen sidekicks. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. Actually, how they how he did those characters because like 70s kung fu, they they remind me a lot of Misty Knight. But then and, also they're kind of like slaves, right? Like, and it's like interesting and kind of like problematic even in a weird way but like done he explores the idea uh, uh kind of comp- like I- I- in a co- more complete way and like <laughs> a- I think acknowledges that the relationship between Takala and the Dora uh uh is an odd relationship but you know uh uh I don't know. I, I think that Christopher Priest did a very good job of sort of, like, exploring that relationship. And I'm sure it continues on beyond what I read in these first 17 issues. But I did think that that was kind of an impressive feat, like, turning these sort of just badass, you know... Uh, uh, Teen girl ninjas. Into, like, full-fledged characters who have, a like, very fascinating and weird origin story.
2: Oh, yeah. That's one of the actually one of the best scenes in the comic, I think, when... Um she one of the uh uh Dora uh Dora is in love with T'Challa and yeah. thinks she can marry him, so she tries to murder his high school I mean his college uh girlfriend, uh mm-hmm. basically and tosses her into the jungles of Wakanda to die and he li- and lies to his face about it and he basically strips her of her duty and spoiler alert but in the future issue she becomes a, a villain, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow, that
0: is a spoiler for
2: me.
1: Yeah, I didn't get there. <laughs> we didn't get that in the volume we read. Let's no. talk about Mephisto. Yeah. Let's talk about specifically Christopher Priest's use of the devil in this comic book because yeah. I think it's really interesting. Uh, in the first issue, it starts with uh, Everett Ross trapped in you know a tenement building, freaking out, <laughs> aiming his gun at a rat, and uh, he's missing his pants. And he gets a new pair of pants back from Mephisto the devil.
0: Yeah. And uh, accidentally trades him his soul. (laughs) But Mephisto... I like that, by the way, the the POV character is literally a soulless racist white man. (laughs) (laughs) But Mephisto is interesting
1: because when I read Mephisto in Priests... Uh, in Priest Black Panther, rather like when everything I've known about Mephisto is, you, it, frankly, was from like another uh, Joe Quesada masterpiece. Uh, one more, one day more, one more day, one more day, one more uh, day. Where, just, where
0: a, just an amazing and completely necessary Spider-Man story. Where, where sick
1: of uh, Spider-Man being married to Mary Jane, they didn't have the guts to you know have her dump him so he had to make a deal with satan <laughs> right it's a much
0: cleaner you, you understand that to he save was his 90 year old
1: aunt <laughs> yeah uh, uh,
0: so the only way to get a character out of a situation like that is for them to uh literally uh uh you know meet with the demon who rules over hell
1: and, yeah uh, <laughs> and trade in and so the the, the deal he made Peter made, was he
0: literally... Yeah, you know, Peter Parker, the nerdy little kid, uh, uh, the dorky little yeah. weirdo, uh, now making deals with Satan.
1: Well, he gave Mephisto his marriage in exchange so so his 90-year-old aunt could live. Like, that makes no sense. Like, it... it not only was that comic bad, but it showed like Spider Man would throw away his own happiness to save
0: a like a really old woman who'd be dead in a yeah. month anyway. <laughs> like, it, it, would, it, <laughs> it, would, it would make me ask some very serious questions if I were Joe Quesada's wife. Yes,
1: but <laughs> Mephisto. <laughs> but 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 Mephisto in a in Priest's run and is uh you know and I I wonder if Quesada got the inspiration to use him again from from his work storyboarding this. Mephisto is literally like the embodiment of capitalism in this run. Oh, interesting. In what way? What because do you he, his whole purpose is to sow chaos and make as much money as possible through chebe. Like, hmm. Achebe is a character that only cares about power. Yeah. And Mephisto seizes on that and uses it for his own ends. But his own ends are just chaos yeah. and disruption. <laughs> and, and it's not even really clear what the guy wants. He just... But 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 Achebe is no okay. Let me step back a little bit. I think Achebe is sort of the embodiment of colonialism and capitalism. I mean, obviously his name's Achebe, but Mephisto basically being the the uh, the motivation, the sort of like this idea that the. What is behind all of this greed, right? And what is behind all of these power grabs is like an ancient evil, right? Yes, that I, is, I, I that do is like, yeah. impossible to comprehend.
0: Yeah, the the idea that like, yeah, behind. These things where, like, colonialism is, like, working hand-in-hand with capitalism to, like, exploit and fuck over, you know, an African nation. Like, the idea that behind that, the only thing that could be causing that is pure, just undiluted evil. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I like and, that.
0: You're right. That is a good representative of capitalism. They, and,
2: and you know, they, they pick it up. The second villain uh, in this uh, story, uh, in the second arc, Killmonger. Who sure, li- who Eric li- Killmonger, who literally like he he basically takes over one of the uh, towns in Wakanda and basically turns it into they literally call it this like the Epcot Center, basically where it's nothing but a bunch of ads and billboards and signs and stuff like explicit yeah. like this explicit condemnation of capitalism, especially you know the Western imperial form of capitalism where like and like you look at around the towns like just ass for like coca-cola and shit like that and like that is what makes him the bad guy that he yeah. is doing this to uh, d- uh to wakanda and, well, uh, and
0: Kill- he he's a villain for bringing capitalism to wakanda <laughs> well but killmonger is a really interesting
1: character because he is also a victim of colonialism himself like Kill- killmonger's dad was press ganged uh by the villain ulysses claw who uh was andy circus gonna play him in the movie like it's oh the Andy Circus character. Andy
0: Circus, such a unique talent, <laughs> really. the uh, The way that this guy can act like a monkey is unlike anything that you've ever seen before. The, I
1: love the, the
0: motion capture skill. Like what Andy Circus brings to the screen, you'll really think that he's a he's a monkey.
1: <laughs> no, but he's just playing a dude in this. I've always it's I've super always had a thought, confusing. I mean, it's
0: whatever with Andy. Serkis. I love those Planet of the Apes movies. I, I I'm you. not a big fan of
2: the Planet of the Apes. They're very
0: very stupid. Those movies. Fuck uh,
1: off. Uh, They're whatever. Right. But,
0: uh, many I, 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 I really
2: this. doubt that um, Killmonger in um, the Black Panther movie will have all the nuance and depth that uh, the comic book character has.
1: No, 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 no. None of these characters are going to have the depth because now that Disney owns Marvel, you're never going to get a comic like Christopher yeah, no, Priest
0: run again. In, in the movie, it's going to be like, killmonger has to get the like access to the vibranium core and like the vibranium core opens like, a
1: portal into the sky yeah, and aliens a show up
0: moon and yeah a bunch <laughs> yeah. of like yeah literally like copy paste aliens fly through it and we, that'll be that and then and we didn't, know, so. we
2: didn't even get a chance to talk about like the white what, what's his name the white wolf or uh...
0: oh yeah what i think it's like i think it is the white wolf is it the white wolf
2: yeah, it's the white... Wo- no, I'm wo- sorry. I think it's the white guy. No, it's the white... Is what wolf. it's called. <laughs> no, it's the no, white I- wolf who is, like, another character Priest yeah. uh, uh, created, which is, like, this leader of, like, the dark ops uh, sec- sector of Wakanda. And he's basically, like, um, T'Challa's... Uh, Adopted half brother who's yeah. been in exile because what uh, T'Challa said he didn't want any of that fucking black ops shit going on. He didn't want that torture and the murder unless he was doing himself basically. Yeah, <laughs> like he he did and he kicked him. Only out. torture that I oversee. And, and he's such an interesting like antagonist because in in the end like every time he like fucks up, T'Challa he says, "Hey, hey." You're my king. If you tell, give me a command, I will do it. Like even when he's like trying to kill him, it's like command me, my king. All he wants to do is just to be commanded by he's him. Subservient,
0: yeah. yeah. And that was kind of which amazing. is cool. I mean, it's cool that that's the like I don't know that. I mean, I know he like know Christopher Priest specifically said he didn't want this to like be a black comic, but I think that there's something cool about like you know this is a comic about a black monarch and like. Hit the white character that's in it. It just like deeply wants to be like ruled over by the black monarch. Monarch. <laughs> that's like cool. Well, and I, I think
1: I wonder. I wonder if uh, Priest's reluctance to make it a black uh, comic is why he hated his last uh, few arcs, where he had the new Black Panther, the Kevin Cole character, right, which was you know a half black, half Jewish cop, who was uh, who was you know was take. Took the mantle for a few issues, right when he was about to to quit anyway. And Priest Priest complained about that. He claimed that was all Marvel editorial, and he never wanted anybody but Chakala to be the Panther. Which makes uh, and sense. And he doesn't. Like, he doesn't like those issues that he wrote, and he felt like he was, you know, pressured into doing that. It does make sense. Like, why would, why would you fifty issues in go like now we're gonna make this comic about a, a cop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It, you're right. It doesn't make sense. All
2: right. Uh, so uh, I have to go in a little bit. So. Oh yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like Let's go uh, wrap up. Let's, well, let's wrap it up then. Let's right? wrap it
1: up. This is a fun one.
2: So, uh, um, I rate this comic book. Uh, I rate uh, Black Panther by Priest um, five. Out of five stars. It's excellent. Whoa. It's great. I think it's one of the best uh, comics I've ever read. The only downside is like they couldn't get the. Con- if like maybe Texary or Joe Jusco could have st- stayed for like the whole run that would have been um better just swap between those two because they have similar styles but other than that like i think is a very like excellent comic it really plays with the medium like a lot like it's a comic book fans comic book where it does things that movies can't do uh in it so like it it strikes a tone that you can never get right in the film like never ever in a million years could you get this specific tone right in the film so like you couldn't have like the the like the thing you said about the ball trap the huge ball trap in there right with you know commentary on the military industrial complex and cap never gonna work it, yeah. it just couldn't work in a film but it works in this comic mm.
1: speaking of the uh, turmoil in africa robert mugabe just resigned so we'll end <laughs> on that note yeah he's <laughs> the
0: uh the real life black panther just resigned <laughs> i don't know if he's a sure. black panther um <laughs> all right well i give it five out of five too but uh, i gotta run too because i got go to the bathroom really bad
2: okay <laughs> and jdb what do you think?
1: i will give it uh I will give it 10 out of 10 vibranium batons.
2: (laughs) All right. And for further reading, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, Completing Priest Run or trying out the new Deathstroke uh, run by Christopher.
0: uh, I'm going to check out that Deathstroke run because, uh, you know, I want to read more Priest and uh, I just don't I just only ever want to read DC. (laughs) And of course, and of course, uh, you know. Come, come join us
1: in the chat room and talk yeah. about the comics and, you know, wink, wink if you uh, are having trouble finding it. Just well,
0: let's just us. leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not put that on the air. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it <laughs> yeah, at that. Yeah, but uh, we'll, um,
2: we'll definitely um, – and we'll be picking a new book soon. Um, uh, we probably won't do it every week but every other week so we can have time to do a show about it. And so, yeah. yeah. And um, so that's it for today except uh, I did need to make a statement. Oh yeah. I I, it's, I posted this on my Twitter page, but this is a very important it, it took a lot of time and a lot of, you know, thought. I had to talk with my family about it, but here we are. It is with great bravery and courage that I've come to the decision to not watch the version of Justice League currently in theaters. As oh, oh, it wow. has been butchered by known brainworm infectee Joss Whedon <laughs> <laughs> I will only view the film when Snyder's true vision is released.
0: Oh, thank- I think that man. that's a. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I know all the struggle f- session listeners are probably on the floor right now, um, yeah. giving my love for dc uh, dc in general but i am taking this stand and it's it's a very brave thing of me to do
0: yeah no this is this is i i, I want to echo that it's really really brave of you to be doing this um and and i'm proud of you i i couldn't resist you know the temptation i did go and see justice league uh, as i said on twitter i will be uh we'll do another episode i'll, I'll be it. reserving judgment of the film until i see the uh the correct snyder <laughs> version um but just no, suffice not, to say, just suffice to say be, that, uh, um, there's no
1: way it gets fixed.
0: JDB, uh, uh I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut your mic. Um, uh, let's just say that, in my opinion, you know, I think the film would have been better if Joss didn't get his grubby little, uh, women abusing mitts all over it. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I stand with you, L. Um, uh, and I and I think that JDB, out of respect, should uh, refrain from sharing his opinions about the Justice League right, movie. I will uh, refrain. Until such I will refrain for it. now. Yeah, um, you can't buy
1: my silence forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you for listening to every uh, everyone and uh, Leslie. My my, uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, my family sends its regards to your family during this very
2: difficult time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, like we said, come, come hang out in the Discord if you're a patron. Um, we're going to be announcing more books to read and uh, just getting in all. It's, it's a poster's haven. We're going to be getting in arguments and talking shit there 24-7, uh, every day, forever. Um, so hopefully we see you on there and uh, you can read along with us uh, the next time we decide we uh, are supposed to read a comic book together. All right. Um, well, goodbye, everybody. Good night and good luck. Hey
2: yo, my Taliban, we are not a crew. We're more like a movement, more like in tune with the moon and the stars. Some say I soon will be doomed for them bars. But I could be caught pissing clubs, saloons in them bars. The industry think that they grooming a star. Nah, I'm more like a thug that's in the odds. Running around on crazy, the city with my goons in them bars. Wake up, wake up, gotta go get that cake up. Break up, divide that payroll, ayo. Go get that, yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah yo, kill him, hey bro, holler at Pedro On the A though Waco, I turn lay low, Baby bro When I beat, names will be said, twos will be spread, two in your head, body be bad, eulogy red, dog in the news and get red, cause what I deal with is usually feds on the first. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo first, of the month. Yeah, yo, yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah Five years strong.